0: This show contains strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown up stuff, visit mygayagendapodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of coming out to family, homophobia and transphobia in the workplace, and the COVID 19 pandemic. It also contains discussion about the LGBTQIA community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday! We're super gay. Tuesday is also gay. Wednesday is still pretty gay. And Thursday I have a night class. Friday we continue to be gay. Saturday is the gayest day. Sunday, yeah, it's still gay, but we also.
1: Hello and welcome to the 100th episode of My Gay Agenda, an investigative Mm. podcast where we interview the queer community and plot our world domination. My name is
0: Jay. My name is CJ, and for the 100th time, we're here to uh, talk to the queer community about whatever it is that cishet people think it is we're doing. But CJ, what's on this very special by schedule? Not only is it our, as we've mentioned, 100th episode today- Mm. But today marks our four-year anniversary. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> we we started this shit in Oct- on National Coming Out Day, October eleventh of two thousand seventeen, and it is twenty twenty-one, baby. Oh my god! Four years, one hundred episodes. Time is fake. Much like uh, the scholar uh, Smashmouth once said, the years start coming and they, they don't, don't stop coming. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so for this very special episode, uh, we crowdsourced because our priority has always been um, not us and <laughs> other, <laughs> and has very much been about our guests. Uh, we decided for this one to bring it back to our guests. Um, I shot him a little email. Jay's waving a little flag right now. That's very exciting. It's a little pride flag. Want to celebrate? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we reached out to them via email and asked them three questions, and those questions are, number one, how has your gay agenda been or changed since you were on the show? Number two, what is your favorite My Gay Agenda memory? And number three... What would you tell someone who is nervous to embrace their queer identity? And we got a couple of wonderful responses from our wonderful guests uh, that I'm going to be sharing with the group that is the two of us. And then Jay's going to lead a game that's just challenging me. Oh, yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's just me as the competitor, so there's a lot of pressure there. Um, But it's okay. I'm... I was going to say we're going to get through this together, but again, it's just going to be me. I'm always here to support
1: you, first of all. That's true.
0: That's true. Um, Second
1: of all, I invite whoever's listening to shout at their uh, (laughs) podcast listening device the answers in the hopes that somehow it'll travel back in time to you.
0: (laughs) I highly encourage- If it takes us doing 100 episodes of a podcast for somebody to unlock the secrets of time travel- and we did it. If anyone's going to learn how to speak through the ages, uh, it's going to be queer people. True. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Want to hear from uh, a-, a guest? Absolutely, I do. All right. This one is coming to us from Pax Wrestler, who was on our second live show at uh, Fit. Yes. Yeah, and that was to celebrate our one-year anniversary. So they're coming on back for the fourth one.
2: Happy anniversary, my gay agenda. So glad that you've been doing podcasts for all this time. 100. Oh, my gosh. I just wanted to say a little piece about what I would tell someone who's nervous to embrace their queer identity, which is that even when you do try something on, you have so much opportunity to keep changing after that. Whatever you decide, whatever you're experimenting with is not the end. So if you try something on and you don't like it, or it needs to be tweaked, you will change, change, change again. And you'll continue to come out and invite people in. Um, I've been doing it all my life. So uh, if you take that first step, you'll be able to find a place where you feel even more comfortable and a place that feels even more right. And even then... You'll still probably change after that.
0: <laughs> that was lovely. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm not surprised that Pax provided a lovely answer to that question because that's just what they do. <laughs> but even so, listening to it, I was like, ah, "You're so right." <laughs> but yeah, hell yeah, I, uh, I just like, I want everyone to know that. The human experience is not in stasis. Mm, mm-hmm. And in fact, life would be extremely boring if we just conformed ourselves to who we were a minute ago, a decade ago, whatever. Like, give yourself the freedom to experiment and change and grow because you you do only get one life unless you're one of those folks who believe in other lives. But even then, that's still a finite amount. Yeah. We're, we're all constantly physically changing. Why would
1: we ever think that that wouldn't be the case on the inside as well? Yeah. Also, exactly. I, I've said it once and I'll say it a million times. The moon is
0: constantly going through phases and we love that mm-hmm. bitch. We love that bitch. She is my girlfriend. She is my wife. <laughs> Want to hear a response from uh, Taylor Plucky Clements? Yes, I do. Awesome. Uh, so this one Faye sent us, um, over text, so I'm gonna be reading fair responses. Okay. Uh, so, number one, how has your gay agenda been or changed since you were on the show? They responded, I totally forget my gay agenda from back then. <laughs> Today my gay agenda is to steal money from the rich to make theater and safe spaces for the poor queers of my community. I don't know any rich people, though, so any tips on this goal would be helpful. <laughs> and the answer for me, like, not to jump ahead of their responses, but the answer for me feels clear. Um, do an Ocean's 8. Uh, an o- a gay Ocean's 8. I I support that I was
1: going to suggest becoming a, a very sparkly Robin Hood.
3: Mmm.
0: You don't have to know rich people in order to steal but from them, what is, allegedly. What is
1: Robin Hood and his band of merry thieves but a,
0: uh, a Renfair Ocean's Eight? <laughs> it's true! <laughs> I, especially the Disney version, which is just furry communists. Yeah. Which I understand is redundant to an extent. (laughs) Little John is the
1: muscle and getaway driver. Friar Tuck is the charm and hacker, probably. You know,
0: they got the whole team. Yeah, they got everyone. (laughs) Uh, Number two, what is your favorite My Gay Agenda memory? Uh, They said, I had a terrible memory, but I loved the live shows at the bars. I remember when you had Eric Jaffe for a live show, and that was such a fun time. I also remember a fun live show at T-Moms. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> referring, of course, to the famous uh, tattoo mom show where Jay led us on a whole game, like a whole trivia show. I, li- I let I lived my game
1: show host dreams. Okay,
0: <laughs> that was that was a live show where, like, you know how I tend to micromanage absolutely everything. The sensation of walking into a live show and while fully trusting you, Jay, as an individual. <laughs> Not knowing what was about to happen, (laughs) I was like, all right, we're just going to do a live show and I have no fucking clue how this is going to turn out.
1: Welcome to my experience of every other episode of this show. Honestly, (laughs) fair enough. (laughs) Which is my own doing. (laughs) I walk into every room I ever walk into in my life, uh, dumb as hell
0: and ready to improv. I mean, honestly, it's always what the guests bring us, so I know just as much as you do in that I know we're gonna introduce the guests, I know we're gonna talk to them for a little bit, I know we ask them two questions, and I know we play a game. <laughs> it's gone. There have been some extremely feral episodes that I know no, in the best way, that I had absolutely no idea that that was gonna be the way it went.
1: This is our peek behind the curtains for the 100th uh episode. <laughs> Honestly,
0: I love that for us. Yeah. Like, I love this little combination. Like, yeah, let's talk we, we've been doing this for four fucking years every two weeks. I- I'm- I'm not processing that. <laughs> you refuse? <laughs> I, I can't and I won't. Fair enough. Uh, and finally, fair question- or fair answer to number three. What would you tell someone who is nervous to embrace their queer identity? Faye responded- Hang out with other queer and gender expansive people, and it won't seem so scary anymore. I used to hang out with a bunch of straight women, and of course that made me more inclined to match them and their closed-mindedness. Surrounding yourself with people who are braver and bolder than you can help you find those qualities in yourself. It's also okay to not be flashy and over-the-top in your queerness, but don't write it off just because it seems weird. Embracing the weird parts of yourself can help you feel better in these terrible times we live in. Hmm. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, chatting with queer folks is the
1: only way I've discovered my queerness. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. And we've had people, including Taylor, listen to the show and then realized from there that they're queer because, like, it takes hearing other people talking about their experience to realize that you are not the only one who's experiencing it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and and especially like having friends in that experience really helps like uh have like a built-in support yes group absolutely. um like for better or for worse i was crying on shoulders while figuring out that i was uh non-binary uh <laughs> so <laughs> and it helps to have folks around who will help you in that journey absolutely all right want to hear from someone else sure all right Would be weird if i said no <laughs> That that would be tough. <laughs> Two is enough, actually. <laughs> actually, we're done. Ah, uh, cool. Let's go with Olivia Hill.
4: Oh. Hi, my name is Olivia Hill. In the past year or so since appearing on the show, my gay agenda has gone so wonderfully. My autobiographical novel and game, I Hunt, has found its audience, and I couldn't be happier. I've spent so long, so much of my life living for other people. At some point, I just decided to be the person I want to be to hell with what anyone else thinks. And I gotta say, if you're nervous about embracing your queer identity, let me tell you from experience that it's the absolute best thing you can do. You might lose some people in your life, sure, but you're also going to gain people. You're going to gain people who embrace you for who you really are, not for who you're pretending to be. Never apologize for who you are. Just let the truth be your sword, shield, and lantern that guides you through the awesome adventure we call life.
0: Damn, Olivia. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you truly, like, the number one person you have in your life is you. So why not honor yourself? Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad to hear that, um, i Hunt has found its audience because it's so fucking cool. Yes. And I, like, Uh, It's just rad as hell. Go look up I Hunt by Olivia Hill. She did such a tremendous job on that. And I'm so glad that she found her audience with that. Because it it honestly very much deserved to take off the way that it did. Mm. And I hope it keeps on growing. So happy
1: to hear about a gay agenda going
0: so well. Yeah. Do You want to hear one from Vin Tanner? Yeah. Cool. This one is a text one as well. Okay. Number one. How has your gay agenda been or changed since you were on the show? Answer. I realize I summarized my agenda at the time with a TikTok audio. And yes, great goals, but I left TikTok because damn did it kill my productivity. (laughs) Relatable. Relatable, Vin. I'm not calling myself non-binary anymore, which is fun. It's not 100% inaccurate, I'm just tired of a lot of behaviors in that community and the associations it carries right now. I feel my agenda remains relatively similar, still trying to work against femininity, essentialism, and other forms of intercommunal bigotry. I think right now a lot of my focus is about desire, understanding desire, writing about the desire for biological autonomy, yes, and the happiness you can find when you take it into your own hands. As always, I try to curate a positive atmosphere around taking tea, trying to figure out where I exist, where I live, who my friends are, what sex and intimacy feels right, I'm learning how to be okay with not being able to save the world single-handedly. Continue to aim for a someday where androgyns will have our own rich literary contributions that don't suck, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I fully understand where Vin is coming from in terms of, like, not utilizing the term non-binary for oneself, just because I personally, um... And, like, not to knock people who identify as a non-binary, as I still do, but it is very much treated by cis people as a third gender. Yeah. Yeah. So I fully understand the impulse to disconnect from that misunderstanding because it's really frustrating. Sure. Uh, I I don't get to talk a lot about how I'm androgene because the simplest way to talk about it is to say that I'm non-binary mm. But the curse of that is that I'm, like, my experience is compared to a lot of people who, like, I love their experience, but it's not mine. And, I mean, labels are there for us
1: to have an easier time. So, if it's not making it easier for you, shuck it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Also, also, it's okay to walk away from something and then come back to it, or walk away from it and find something else.
5: Yeah. Sorry, I'm still
1: on the, like, yeah. you know, constantly changing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be a prevalent theme today. Cool. I'm just going to let you know off the bat. Cool, cool. It's... A lot of a lot of people felt very strongly about that, mm. which I love because I feel very strongly about that. Me too. Hence my everything. <laughs> um, their answer to number two what is your favorite Mike A. Agenda memory? Definitely the John Lennon serial killer clue board game or the <laughs> masturbation basement. The frog themed trivia question game made my week too. Oh. I love that outside of the context of their episode, that just sounds absolutely goddamn bananas. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it's equally entertaining, honestly, to either leave it at that or go listen to the episode for context. Yeah. Yeah, you make your choice, listener.
1: (laughs) Either one's a good one,
0: honestly. Yes, choose your own adventure, so to speak. Although I'm pushing you to listen to it, because it's a good episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also it, like, benefits us when people listen to the episodes of our podcast. What? Our SEO who? I don't know her. Um, and finally, what would you tell someone who is nervous to embrace their queer identity? It's okay to try out being something in society and to be wrong. It's okay Mm. to make mistakes and be wrong and change later. There's that change again. You can regret your mistakes, but it's also okay to look at the years you called yourself something and say... This was true during this time of my life, Mm. even if it's not true now. Frankly, as scary as the unknown and the potential of being wrong is, you could spend your whole life never knowing if you missed out on something wonderful because of fear. The only way to answer a question is to try it. It can be great, it can be awful, or it can be neither of those things. When we worry about changing some truth about our sense of self, we are often seeking permission from an external source. The hardest part will be giving yourself permission to exist as you please. Mm. Yes. Absolutely. I there I feel like a lot of like the fears surrounding uh like folks coming out or trying something is feeling like they don't have permission to like be that type of person, but it's like um one of my favorite quotes from problematic fave Amanda Palmer um is uh to paraphrase nobody is going to wave the magic wand of authenticity at you right sometimes you just have to make your own wand mm. usually out of a cardboard tube <laughs> but it's like at a certain point you like like it is you that you are identifying and like you know yourself best yes so trust those instincts absolutely thank you to vin for all the excellent points uh, want to hear from Kelsey from, uh, Gata Sciences? Yeah, I got the sticker on my laptop. <laughs> yeah, I got the sticker on my old laptop, which is currently sitting, I'm sitting my new laptop on my old laptop. <laughs> it's a complicated setup. <laughs> I'm just happy to hear about powerful
6: women holding each other up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, J and CJ, this is Kelsey from Gata Science. Uh, first of all... Just so, so many congratulations on four years and 100 episodes of My Gay Agenda. Um, that is just absolutely incredible, and just kudos on all of the important conversations you've had and just your, your commitment to providing such an accessible and conversational window into gay topics. Uh, I can't believe it's been over three years since we've gotten to talk about LGBTQ plus data and gender fluidity, and using data as a form of self-discovery, um, things that I just had so much fun talking with y'all about, and that are just still so important today. Um, I honestly don't even remember how I first came across your podcast, but I'm just so thankful that I did, and I continue to just be so impressed and in- inspired by everything you put out. Uh, you are both, like, absolutely hilarious like I still can't get over your theme song um, of all things and just uh, all the puns that you sprinkle throughout the episodes Um, but mostly I really just appreciate your authenticity and the way that you really share your own stories with all of us uh, as well as making this space for others to share their stories Um, and I think that's just such a powerful thing for all of us out here just just trying to make it in this world so Uh, I truly thank you. I thank you for what you're doing, um, for your commitment to this, and I look forward to so many more gay agendas to come. Kelsey, I'm gonna cry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love how much of that was a salute to what you, Jay, bring to the podcast between the theme songs and the puns and all that. Like, truly, it's the Jay Celebration Hour, and I'm living for it. You know, you stop. I do you not shoulder the, the pun
1: burden alone.
0: <laughs> no, I know, but it's, like, 90% you. Search your feelings, you know it to be true. You know, I
1: knew we were going to be hearing, like, lovely messages um, from our wonderful past guests, but it, it's not until we're actually listening to them, like, this is starting to feel like a birthday party.
0: <laughs> it, I mean, it is! Yeah. It's, it's a multifaceted celebration. Yeah. Oh, shit. <sighs> uh, there's none in, like... Arm's reach of me, and also our listeners won't be able to no, see the it. The birthday hat is in my heart. Yeah, I'll put this pride flag in my hair. We'll have to take pictures of us in party hats for the episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh. All right. Want to hear another, uh, another guest? Oh, real quick, I just oh, want to yes. say
1: that uh, it's it's absolutely data sciences uh, influence, but um, for like a year now in my bullet journal adjacent thing i do i have been graphing my gender
0: feelings (laughs) (gasps) that's so good so thank you thank you kelsey thank you we give to them they give to us it's it's community baby we're all Mm. sharing all right next up we're gonna hear from austin ramsey
7: hi i'm austin ramsey and i'm here to celebrate the 100th episode of my gay agenda and also the four-year anniversary Uh, so, how has my gay agenda changed since I've been on the show? Um, well, lately I've been trying to push myself to wear things that I wasn't comfortable wearing before I was out to expand my fashion horizons. Yesterday I tried combining a low-sleeve tank top with an extreme crop top. The idea worked, but the crop top wasn't quite right. I need something without a... that's just a plain color. Uh, what's my favorite gay agenda memory? Uh, that'd definitely be hearing y'all play table or top with Adira Slattery. It was very funny to hear that bit come back. (laughs) (laughs) And what would you tell someone who is nervous to embrace their queer identity? Uh, to them I'd say that it's less stressful once you embrace your true self because that voice in the back of your head saying your queer thoughts are wrong Speaks up less and less over time. It's can be a big weight off your shoulders. Well, happy birthday, my gay agenda. I look forward to many more of your episodes.
0: See, it is a birthday celebration. <laughs> I knew yes. it. Oh,
1: love to hear about uh, fashion experiments. Hell yeah!
0: Yes, oh, I love that. the The initial stages of like experimenting with your look and stuff are always like simultaneously like very fun and just a little bit frustrating when it's like ah not this but it's nice to like learn what works and what doesn't yeah because like what works for others might not work for you Mm. and what works like you got to find like your own thing and what makes you feel happy and cozy absolutely all right uh next up uh, this is a, just a quick little, small little nugget from Barry Tyler Moore. A nugget? Literally one sentence. Hell yeah. Listening to my episode again, I was expecting to have a lot of change in my perspectives, but it held up pretty well, especially the entire section on bears and bear-related puns. <laughs> <laughs> I love this energy of, yeah, no, I was right the first time. Yeah, I was to say the confidence. <laughs> I love it. And we recorded with them, like, what, two years ago or something? Yes. It's so assured. I love that energy. Oh, my goodness. Love it. Love it. Can't get enough of it. (laughs) All right. Next up is Lauren Edge, um, our Canadian roller derby friend. Mm. Number one, how has your gay agenda been or changed since you were on the show? Answer, it's only gotten gayer. (laughs) Number two. Oh, that was it. Good. That was it. Oh, that. (laughs) That's all they needed. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Love that. Number two, what is your favorite My Gay Agenda memory? Answer. Being on the show. When I was on My Gay Agenda, I was in the throes of figuring out my queer identity. To be able to have a platform to take i oh, sorry. To be able to have a platform to tap openly and honestly about it helped. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Sometimes it takes like being in the space where like you are actively like voicing your feelings in order to work through those feelings guess that's why <laughs> therapists are such a big deal <laughs> i guess <laughs> sure um number three what would you tell someone who is nervous to embrace their queer identity answer figuring out who you are can be a difficult process especially if you're queer there is such a lack of representation in education around queer identities I know it can be difficult navigating all this, but know there is a global community of queer folks who have been right where you are. You're not alone in this journey. I know you are nervous and scared, and maybe you don't feel like you're queer enough. But know that being queer doesn't have a certain aesthetic, and that's the best thing about it. Being queer is what you want it to be. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. I was just talking about this, uh, on the panel that, uh, I did for the ongoing Plight of the Ferryman. Um, like, a couple of the panelists and I were talking about, like, how you don't- There is no way to look queer, no way mm. to look androgynous, no way to look non-binary, other than, are you non-binary and can you be visually perceived? Congratulations. <laughs> yeah it it is really comforting to know that like what you're feeling at at the very least like if it's hard to find somebody who has gone through exactly the thing that you are going through like a lot of the queer community is very willing to listen and like sympathize and stuff like that mm-hmm. so if you are scared go talk to a queer buddy that you trust yeah yeah Want to hear from Fox Auslander? I would love to. Awesome. All right, here we go.
5: Hey, Jay and CJ. Happy 100th episode of My Gay Agenda. Uh, My name is Fox Auslander. I was on episode 47 of My Gay Agenda back in August 2019. Um, At the time, I was identifying as a non-binary lesbian, and I went by Amber. Um, Not much has changed since then, uh, except for the fact that Amber is not the name I use among friends. Um, I do feel more comfortable at this time calling myself a girl in more casual conversations uh, since I was on testosterone for a few months um, and it's made me feel more comfortable reclaiming that word for myself now that I'm not as easily read as such in day-to-day life um but yeah aside from that still in philly still thriving still listening to the podcast from time to time when i see a new episode drop um very happy and excited for you both to continue on to your 200th episode and beyond um take care both of you and i'm looking forward to hearing this on the air
0: there there's like one or two people whose responses include like can't wait for two hundred episodes and I'm like, I cannot think about the future. <laughs> <laughs> I I am glad to hear all of that, Fox. Yeah. It was lovely. And like I super one hundred percent get like once you take uh certain transition steps where it feels more comfortable mm. to be like misidentified or referred to uh with your assigned gender like since I got top surgery I feel way more comfortable like wearing dresses and stuff like that mm, mm-hmm. um just something about it you know <laughs> it's like oh the closer the further that I am uh read as my assigned gender the more that me dressing like my assigned gender feels like gender non-conformity yeah and like gender expression it, it, it makes sense to the folks who get it, and for the folks who don't, I honestly figure it out. I don't know. It's, I don't like, care if like you it's do. It's about balance. It's a balance. It is a balance for sure.
1: You can uh, a cat loves a box, but if you put a cat in a box, it's, it's just mm. it's different.
0: <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, uh, let's hear from uh Andy Randolph.
4: Hello everyone, this is Andy. I was on episode 70 of My Gay Agenda. And first and foremost, I want to say congratulations on 100 episodes. That is a huge accomplishment and such a big milestone. And uh, here's to 100 more. Uh, As far as the questions we were asked, uh, how has your gay agenda been changed since you were on the show? Uh, Something that's become really important to me has been being extremely particular about the media i consume i won't read a book uh anymore unless it has queer characters in it and uh, i'm definitely getting more picky about the sort of shows and movies i watch and how they present queer stories uh i uh have also taken it on myself to to try and put out the sort of media i want to see in the world uh by being uh uh, a voice actor on Good Neighbors. I try really hard to, uh, tell a compelling, uh, queer story on that show. And, uh, hearing from non-binary listeners and, and queer listeners about the, the character I portray, June has been, uh, really moving and, uh, a huge point of pride for me. Um, question two, what is your favorite, my gay agenda memory? Um, <laughs> accidentally my gay agenda is how i came out to my family as non-binary it was not something that i had told them uh they knew i was gay they did not know i was non-binary and i guess they were searching around for my name and they found the episode i was on so um this podcast holds a very special place in my heart uh coming out on a comedy podcast where i talk about You know, tucking and wearing makeup and things like that was definitely not my intention uh, for them finding out this. But, uh, fuck, I mean, I guess you only get to come out once, right? So, uh, yeah, uh, love this podcast and, uh, boy howdy, what a a whirlwind of conversations and phone calls it cost for me. (laughs) Um... What would you tell someone who is nervous to embrace their queer identity? Uh, look, you are on this rock once. You got one, one, one story to tell with your life. And you might as well be you. Make sure you're safe to come out. Come up with a game plan to come out if you don't think you'll be safe. But uh, I highly, highly, highly recommend doing it when you can and when you're comfortable and uh you might not ever be comfortable doing it but uh do it when you're safe and uh it might be scary and I you know things are going to change but uh I know on this side of it I have absolutely no regrets I couldn't be happier um so yeah that would be my advice is uh tell your story with your life and uh Don't live it for fucking anyone else.
5: Mm. Yes. (laughs) Oh,
0: what a roller there. (laughs) Uh, like, first of all, I guess, our our bad for that being (laughs) how you came out to your family. I can't imagine somebody, like, finding out a deep truth about a loved one, and that is undercut with whatever the fuck it is I bring to the table on a given episode. (laughs) And then it was like, which Star Wars characters are gay? <laughs> <laughs> like, God. Oh. oh, boy. I mean, absolutely honored to uh, be a part of that experience mm. in Andy's life. Um, I guess my bad to their relatives. for I don't even know what I said on that episode, but I probably said something stupid at some point. <laughs> Oh. uh good on them for getting picky about what media to consume yeah also yeah.
1: if you like actual play uh podcasts i i highly recommend good neighbors especially june who is a delight
0: <laughs> yeah all of that all of that correct and true <laughs> and accurate not much more to pontificate on that besides yes 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 yes, yes. <laughs> uh let's see do we want to hear from my sister uh which which one? Oh, sorry uh Rachel. Okay. <laughs> we have had
1: all of your siblings on this show.
0: No, you're right. <laughs> it's not showing up. Huh. Is there a time limit on audio messages?
1: I don't think so. I can Google. Business Insider on how to send voice messages on your iPhone says voice messages will expire 2 minutes after the recipient plays them, but what this the time
0: lock can be removed from in your iPhone settings app. How? Oh, what the fuck! Even turning that off, it's still. I think it'll keep it future it.
1: ones from expiring, but.
0: Ugh. All right, we're not hearing from Rachel then. I'm bitter. Do you remember anything? Um. It it was essential. Uh, she she made an excellent comparison to, uh, uh finding new labels for yourself mm. uh, and finding the right jacket. Oh. And like. Saying that, like, you could try on a jacket for a bit and if it doesn't feel the way you want it to, go find another jacket. Yes! Um, and that, uh, do what feels right for you and everybody else can go fuck off, essentially. Well, that's all great. She still holds the title for, uh, having one of my favorite, uh, sentiments expressed on the show, which was, and I can quote from memory... Get on this gay train and roll up to the gay town in the way that you want to go. And people can either get on or get the fuck off.
1: <laughs> I always think of the song version.
0: The g- <laughs> song version is very good. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love that. That was, that was fun. I used to do a lot more with like editing things into songs and stuff. I should get back on that. It was a real hoot. Life, life came at me pretty fast. Got a lot going on. Indeed. Uh, let's try Dana B.
6: Hmm. Because
0: their audio is showing up just fine. Oh, good. All right, let's give it a shot.
8: Hey, CJ and Jay. This is Dana B. from episode 40, and I just wanted to congratulate you both on reaching 100 episodes. A lot has changed since my episode. Well, most obviously my voice, since I went on testosterone in January of 2020. But as of June 2020, I returned to a full time career as a hairstylist, and I'm proud to say that CJ has become a loyal client of mine. That being said, my new gay agenda is to provide my queer peers with a safe identity affirming environment in which I can help them look and feel their best. The highlight of my interview experience, aside from ranking the Muppets in order of queerness, I do have a few more to add to the list, was how my cat Beaker sat in Jay's lap the entire time. I have no doubts that she'll take to CJ when she sees them again. And to everyone out there listening who is reluctant to embrace their queerness, let me reassure you that regardless of what anyone says, you are not alienating yourself by being who you truly are.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, First of all, I just want to say I have indeed become a loyal client of Dana's because they, like, unlike any other time that I've gone to a hairdresser and I'm like, please cut my hair like a boy. And they're like, "Mm, what about a girly pixie cut? Mm -hmm. I was, I walked in and I'm like, Dana, just fucking go for it. And he gave me like the... 90s heartthrobbiest like <laughs> don bluth protagonist haircut we're talking Dmitri and anastasia <laughs> we're talking jim hawkins from treasure planet like that fucking little thing of a do and i love it and also my hair grows so fast that i need to go there like at least once a month or two in order to maintain it and every single time I'm just absolutely delighted
1: uh congrats Dana on all counts I'm absolutely gonna go to you the next time I need a haircut if I I keep impulsively cutting it myself in the bathroom and it it is a mistake so (laughs) 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 so when I uh when I can conquer that impulse I will absolutely come see you (laughs) And one of my yeah. favorite memories of My Gay Agenda is also your Cat Beaker uh, sitting on my lap the whole recording.
0: Beaker was very good. I All right. Cats. Uh, shall we hear from uh, Jeff Stormer? Yeah. All right. To the wonderful hosts of My Gay Agenda, first, congrats. 100 episodes is a huge achievement, and to know that they are one—that there are 100 episodes full of queer joy and love and triumph and honesty is something you should be proud of for the rest of your days. But that's not what you asked from me, so let's get into it. <laughs> Number one, how has your gay agenda been or changed since you were on the show? Answer, at this point, My Gay Agenda is just tell stories and make good memories with the people I care about. In some ways, that's perhaps selfish or self-indulgent, but, well, we'll get to that into my answer to number three. <laughs> number two, what is your favorite My Gay Agenda memory? I still think about Sharon and Lydia, happy lesbian witches. I hope they're doing okay. If I can make a request, please give me an update on the lives of Sharon and Lydia. How have they spent the last few years? Jay?
1: Uh, Sharon and Lydia are doing great. They've adopted um, three uh, sphinxes. There was, I believe, a sphinx in that journey. And um, mm. they, the, the, uh, Sharon and Lydia have taken in all of the neighborhood sphinxes, um, but also respect their autonomy as sentient human face having beings. Um, <laughs> also, they are absolutely living their best fucking life since finding out that Elvira came out. Yes. That was Christmas for Sharon and Lydia.
0: <laughs> same Sharon and Lydia. Same. <laughs> the, the, I found that out side note I found that out at work and that was like that was like the last hour of my shift and I spent the remaining hour being like yes 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 yes
1: when when I told you I told my brother and he was just like yeah didn't everyone know that I said no turns out uh, growing up in LA some things are more obvious I guess but mm, <laughs> he knew people who knew enough. people but it really took them the the um oomph <laughs> out of that moment. <laughs> still. Still. But I'm so happy for her.
0: Alright, and number three. What would you like to tell someone who is nervous to embrace their queer identity? Answer. There are a lot of things I could say. Being a model of queer joy is a net positive in the world. You never know who you're uplifting by being who you are. We all have the potential to be to others what our queer inspirations were to us. Or that seltla. Or that self-love and self-care are radical, defiant acts of resistance. Mm. Had to sneak it in there. But the truth, the honest truth is, I just want you to be as happy as you can be for as long as you can be that happy. Be you. Be happy. Be loved. Congrats again, my friends. I'm so proud of you and grateful to you for making this space and sharing it with us. it's so sweet. Thank you, Jeff. Also, listen to Jeff's podcast yes party of one and all my fantasy children and all my fantasy children yes love both i high key mostly remembered party of one despite knowing about all my fantasy children because i was on an episode of party of one (laughs) playing fiasco and that was just an app like one of my favorite live shows i've ever done uh for a not my podcast (laughs) just so fucking fun A real hoot.
1: If you out there are like me, and one of your greatest joys in life is character creation, all my fantasy children is a treat.
0: Yes, absolutely. But yeah, I I so, like, understand what Jeff is saying in terms of, like, you could be the person that somebody else looks up to. Like, even if you're not in the entertainment industry, (laughs) or you are not, like, a public presence or something like that, like... There are people in your life mm-hmm. who could see you being your honest self and find inspiration from that to be their honest selves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Philly podcasters we made early affiliations with, I uh, want to hear from Ross Weissman. Absolutely.
2: Hey, CJ and Jay, it's Ross, uh, famously from episode 22 of My Gay Agenda. Uh, Wow, congratulations on 100 episodes. That's great. Um, I'm proud of you both, and I'm so happy that you're able to spread, uh, you know, these messages of positivity and uh, queerness to the masses. So wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, I'm doing this off the dome, so apologize if it's uh, weird. You can cut it down as much as you like. Um, I honestly don't remember what my gay agenda was, but I think my general vibe from that episode was I was still relatively new to uh, the uh, queer community in what I believe is my final form as a gay man. Uh, back then, I believe uh, I was still toying or I had just stopped uh, identifying as being bisexual, and your podcast was the first time that I really disseminated and that and talked about, um, my shifting identities, uh, out loud. And I think that was really important for me. And I hope that people learned and got some sort of reassurance from that conversation. Um, I will say, uh, on your Patreon, you do have the, uh, tier list of, uh, Ali Oop. And I believe that that is from our episode towards the very end. So, um, to quote Maui, what can I say except you're welcome? And uh, you're asking us to say uh, what to tell somebody who's nervous to embrace their queer identity. And like, all I gotta say is take all the time you need, but once you figure it out and say it out loud for the first time, it feels fantastic. Like back when I recorded that podcast with you, uh, I was a single little schmo and now I'm living with uh, my partner of two years. So things can change in just a few years so embrace yourself um hugs and kisses and congrats
0: hugs and kisses you
1: you did give us the treasure of ollie oop the skateboarding axolotl thank you ross (laughs)
0: and in doing so i dare say he contributed to iconic moments in queer history because ollie oop the, the things that ollie oop has done for the queer community innumerable at least in my heart Made my
1: water bottle 90% gayer. True facts.
0: (laughs) True facts.
1: Also, I want to say that that uh, episode, we also made a joke about having like a um, singles pages, like singles ads in our podcast. Um, So I'll turn that welcome back, welcome right back to you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because clearly that's a... Anyway,
0: you should also listen to Ross's podcast. True. Kid Flex is great. So fun. Yeah. Hey there, listeners. This is just CJ right now. Hey, um, fun story. Have you ever edited an episode and as you're editing an episode, which has a lot of moving parts to it, you realize that uh, you completely... D- 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 there were st- like a couple of entries that just flew right under the radar Yeah, um, that's been my experience this morning, um, as you're listening to this, maybe. Uh, there were two folks who submitted wonderful, wonderful entries that I just completely forgot to put on my list somehow, so I'm squeezing them in right now, so I hope you appreciate that. Uh, sorry to these folks, but also thank you for submitting, uh, your entries, and I'm gonna read them right now, so don't even worry, we're getting to them. We're making it one day at a time. (laughs) I just closed up a show, so, you know, life has been a lot, so that's one of the many reasons how this happened. Uh, Anyway, let's get to them, shall we? Uh, The first one is from our good friend Amber, and this is what Amber wrote. My gay agenda slash life has changed greatly since I was on the show. Almost immediately after, my now ex-wife and I radically changed our approach to polyamory. I learned a great deal and I'm grateful for those experiences. That's not why she and I divorced, but I'm very happily remarried and very happily monogamously so. I'm an instructor for adult learners these days, and the particular place I work brings me into contact with people who are very much not down with seeing a woman in dress shirts with a tie. So it's been very disheartening these last few years to have experienced a sharp increase in homophobia and transphobia, since a lot of straight folks assume I'm transgender, apparently the concept of butch cis lesbians has been deleted from the zeitgeist. A lot of it is blatantly ignoring my existence in space and time or dirty looks in the bathroom. I think I'm in the minority of folks who actually liked lockdown, since working remotely and away from those fun people has been fantastic. So I guess my gay agenda still is to be my authentic self and not give the dumb fucks of the world any more of my time and energy than I have to, and loving my wife and stepdaughter with all my very gay heart. Oh, that's so sweet to hear, Amber. And as somebody who attended Amber's wedding, let me just say... Ugh. Tears. A million, million, bajillion tears. Um, hopefully you have some better luck with the dumb fucks of the world, cause... Yeah, yeah, I mean... <laughs> it's extremely complicated feelings returning to the world uh, after lockdown and realizing that much has changed and much has not changed still. Uh, it's tough. It's tough, so I definitely hear you on that. Um, so thank you, Amber, for submitting. Next up, we've got Katherine Perry.
9: Well, hello. It's Katherine Perry, she, they, chiming in for My Gay Agenda's 100th episode. I just want to say that it's okay to know some things, and it's okay to not know some things, and it's absolutely okay if not expected for who you are to grow and adapt and change and if you need to when you need to as often as you need to say fuck you to the boxes the world builds around us take what serves you leave what doesn't you are the expert on your own experience on your own identity even when you're still figuring out exactly what that is and not everything has a name yet so congrats my gay agenda on 100 episodes that's a lot of agenda-ing may you have hundreds and hundreds more if you want them you're amazing you are loved you are gay! <laughs> I love
0: absolutely everything about that. I love the little musical numbers. I love the spooky Halloween twist <laughs> in the hundreds of hundreds of episodes more. And I, I love how often in this episode we've talked about like open yourself up to change. Do it as many times as you need to. The world wants us to believe that we can't change and actually fuck the world. <laughs> Truly. I lo- and I love the part um, where not everything has a name yet. Absolutely. Like, maybe you're the first person experiencing exactly your experience. And that's fantastic because it makes you unique. And I know that's like the children's book approach, but whatever. Maybe children's books had it right. Anyway, uh, gonna get back to the part where I talk with Jay and they have other things to say besides me rambling to myself in my office. Um, again, apologies for the technical difficulties, but, you know, um, podcasting is a living organism, so it happens. Alright, love you all. Uh, see you in my past self, I guess, a la How's Moving Castle. Bye! Uh, let me see. I believe we have one final one from Peter Andrew
3: Danzig. Ah. Oh my goodness, where to even begin my gay agenda? (laughs) Uh, This is Peter Andrew Danzig. I use they them pronouns and I identify as a genderqueer uh, person. And I think my favorite memory was just sitting down and feeling heard. I had decided to go to school to become a psychotherapist and DEI. Uh, Person and, and professional to make a better world for those in the arts. And just sitting down with the both of you was like staring into this amazing mirror of queerness where we could just be. And I don't know if I can even put into words what that means. It was just spectacular. And, Just from a psychoanalytic point of view, it was healing for me to sit down with some people and talk about what it feels like to be an artist and a queer artist, and and also the intersections of mental health. So I'm so grateful for what you do and what you bring to the field and also the humanity and just our queer experience. And if I could say anything to anybody, um, it's that, you know, find your people. You have to find your people, you're not alone. We are all out there and I truly believe in the power of the queer community in all of its beauty and all of its hardship and all of its ugliness because everything is multifaceted, but it's perfect when you can just allow yourself to be humble enough to honor who you are. And so I wanna thank you all at the gay agenda, the both of you and everybody who's graced the podcast with just you making sure that we get that message across that there's family out there chosen family a queer community that can embrace you and hopefully a better world for our future queer youth and us thank you
1: well here come the
0: tears again yeah yeah
1: <laughs> jesus
0: yeah that that was our uh, our interview with them was actually our last in-person interview before the pandemic and yeah i was about to say yeah honestly like what a it, like it, it it has sucked not being able to interview people in person since that point um but what what a wonderful memory to uh leave off on in that particular mm. uh way of recording because like it was just such a loving and happy space full mm. of uh toys like action figures, Sailor Moon figurines, and it was yes. just it was just absolutely wonderful and lovely. Um, so thank you, Peter, for that. A wonderful memory, indeed. Ah, <laughs> uh, what a what a good one to leave off on. Thank you to yeah. all of the guests who uh, submitted stuff for this episode. We're still gonna get to a game, but I want to just take the time to thank everybody who, uh, contributed to this. Um, it, it meant a lot hearing all of your messages about the show and about your queerness. It's so lovely to hear, like, uh, like, how many of them are connected to each other, even among people who probably don't know each other very well or at all. Um, Mm -hmm. it was lovely to hear from people who have, like, taken steps in their journey since recording, Um, demonstrating that ability to change and all that. Uh, So thank you. And Mm. to the rest of the guests, I'll I'll get to you later. I can't take up all this time with sentiment. It's game time, baby. (laughs) I'll get get to them at the end. Okay, okay. I'll be sappy then, (laughs) goddammit. All right,
1: well, here I am, your camp counselor, bringing you The Game of Games. I have created a little trivia game for CJ to play um, that's based on me going through like what games I made for every single episode that I made a game for, grouping them into groups of 10, and then making a question for each 10. So for 100 episodes, I have 10 questions for you.
0: Okay. All right.
1: And I'm going to go backwards starting from the most recent. Okay. Because I figured that seems like a more logical progression.
0: No, I appreciate
1: it. <laughs> All right. Are you ready?
0: Yeah, as ready as I'll ever be. Let's go. All right.
1: And um as usual, you can use yourself as a sounding
6: board. Thank or... <laughs> you.
0: I appreciate it. All right. So, from
1: episodes 91 to 100, I have uh pulled this nugget. Um I was going to look up exactly what number episode it was, and I didn't. <laughs>
0: Fair enough.
1: But uh I think it was our episode with N dot where I yelled about my favorite demon. To mm-hmm. What is Tetivalis' main method of terrorizing humanity? And this is not multiple choice? I can make it multiple I choice. I would love that. Okay, let's see. Hold on. My <laughs> give me memory one second. is garbage. Give me one second. <laughs> Your options are paper cuts, typos,
5: Oh, wait, it was typos.
1: It's typos. Yeah! <laughs> such a little thing for a demon to to choose as their main method of torment, and I I adore that. But boy, is it so torturous. Truly the devil is in the details. (laughs) (laughs) All Alright, episodes 81 to 90. Uh, We wrote an absolutely beautiful poem via Exquisite Corpse uh, in episode 90, but in episode 81 what creatures did I write a bunch of poems about for to trick you? Was it sea monsters, ghosts, frogs, or bards?
0: Oh, frogs! Yes. Yeah, that was that was the Vin one, right? Yeah. No. As yeah. soon as
1: as soon as they mentioned in the message about the 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 frog tr- uh, game, I was like, Did it? Uh, uh, okay, we're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the game has not been compromised.
0: The frog poems were so good, by the way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you. Um, I love the ones that I discovered while making that game. All right, another one that got referenced within uh, some of those messages, episodes 71 to 80. With subjects in this round of episodes, like art history, wine, and classic lit, this could have been a very classy question. Instead, I'll ask, what were the two versions of our game, Table or Top, about?
0: Oh gosh, um, one of them was about, um, and this is probably oversimplifying it, uh, one of them was about, uh, like, v- uh, different game, like, RPG, like, concepts and whether to keep them or ditch them, mm-hmm. and the other one was definitely having to do with, like, TOPS in terms of, like, TOPS as, like, the sex, uh, sexual position slash identification, I don't remember the exact mechanic of the game, though.
1: I'll give it to you. Um, it was me saying names and then y'all having to guess if it was the name of IKEA Furniture or, or Professional Dominatrix. Dom and, right, right, right.
0: oh. and that was with Adira. <laughs> right. That was so fucking
1: good. <laughs> uh, credit to my partner, James, for that amazing uh, take on that game. That was
0: really good. Thank you, James.
1: All right. Uh, for 61 to 70, I am coming for you specifically, CJ. All right. <laughs> From Jason's episode, name even one hanky code color and its meaning. Oh,
0: fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh,
3: uh,
0: okay. I hate that my brain automatically went to this one, but I believe there's a shade of yellow for water sports, so to speak.
1: Yep, that's that's just straight ahead straight, yellow. That's the default yellow. All right, okay. Um, no shame. That is absolutely the easiest to remember. Yeah,
0: and I honestly could not remember any of the other ones. <laughs> that's fine. You only needed one. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know what this says about me, but you know what? <laughs> I remembered what I remembered. There was like a hanky that was like mosquito netting, but I couldn't remember what that was supposed to. Like, was it was camping. Camping, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Roll that tent around. <laughs> uh, Alright, 51 to 60. Uh, now, in this group of episodes, we actually uh, sort of ended up doubling up on subjects in a way. Mm. Um, all of the games can sort of fit into similar categories except for one. So, of the seven games, six of them are like doubles of each other except for one. Which of these subjects did we not play two games about? Okay. Food, music, board games, or fitness?
0: Oh, Christ. Food, music, board games, or fitness. Trying to think to the time period. I think that was around the time that we recorded Wyatt and Travis's around the same time, so... Mm. Unless it wasn't? Because Wyatt and Travis were the, like, main Mm -hmm. ones that uh made their own songs during it but
1: right yeah. right this wasn't this queer wasn't... anthems okay this, wasn't this queer was this Anth- was there were musical episodes in a in a way okay got it
0: um um i'm gonna say food
1: no, no! it is
0: board games how was
1: it we have so many board game people on the show <laughs> I know. We've done a lot of tabletop games, but this was the only time we ranked board games by queerness. Uh, um, but we had, uh, for music, we talked about campy movie musicals mm. and by musicians. Oh, okay. Um, for fitness, we had fitness puns and sports trivia okay. with your brother. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then for food, we had the queer coffee quiz <laughs> and uh, our children's book, which I believe was El Jellybean Teens.
0: Oh, Yeah. I don't even- okay, that's a children's book, though. Like, jelly beans They're they're jelly beans. Yeah, okay. I feel like I get a half point in this thing where we don't keep points. I will not comment. I was gonna say, I will take your non-response as an affirmative. (laughs) The wrong thing to do in literally every situation. Uh, Episodes 41 to 50, we had a
1: lot of animal games in this round, and- in the future from there, but especially in this round. Uh, What animal have we not had a game about on My Gay Agenda? Frogs. Snakes. Dogs. Or bears. Snakes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Which we'll have to change now. We've had two about
0: frogs. (laughs) I mean... Three! We've had three about about, frogs. Right. There was that one that just didn't... (laughs) (laughs)
1: We had some chaotic frog talk with Oliver. That's right. (laughs) Alright, episodes 31 to 40. What was the title of the pun-based category in our game show-style live show, Queer There and Everywhere? fuck. Oh, no. I will not take this as a personal slight if you don't remember. No,
0: no. Except that I will. No, I know. (laughs) I know both of those things to be true. Um... (laughs) I am not remembering it all. It is a rhyme. If that's helpful.
1: It is not. Okay. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> sorry. That's alright. It was gay for wordplay. Ah, yes. Which we did end up bringing back some of those in a future game because I had leftovers from the game show because I overprepared.
0: <laughs> Better than under preparing.
1: yeah. All right, this question was compromised by uh, by by someone. One of those messages, so I might have to alter it a little bit. All right, twenty-one to thirty. We wrote uh, a children's book, made YA gator gayer, and created our own kids show in this grouping of episodes. Um, it was who starred on the My Gay Agenda created children's cartoon, which I'll still let you answer for a half point.
0: The children's cartoon. Yes. Was that Ross? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right.
1: So, who starred on the show, though?
0: Oh, who starred on the- Oh, oh, Ollie Oop, the skateboarding axolotl.
1: Yes. All right. For a bonus point, do you recall uh, Ollie Oop's terrible um, pun-named white rapper friend? Oh, shit.
0: I do not- I don't even remember that Ollie Oop had a white rapper friend. (laughs) I, now, to I want back you to and think, listen to that because oh I want
1: you to think of uh, white rappers who especially were big around that time perhaps and what fish puns could be made out of their name. Uh,
0: white rappers who are bi- oh Macklemore Mackerelmore? It was Mackerelmore. Mackerelmore <laughs> there it is there it is. Oh, I okay. have that
1: drawing somewhere it didn't make it into sticker form like Ollie Oop but maybe what, we can put it on the our white rapper
0: air. didn't make it into <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe no we one. can put mackerel more on the on the uh, Patreon.
0: Oh yeah, that'd be so cute.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, eleven to twenty episodes. Eleven to twenty, we touched on a lot of subjects, including sci-fi and horror icons. Mm. What, hopefully, still fictional and extremely horrific event did we plan with Asia for our first April Fools episode?
7: What? Oh! <laughs>
1: This was many moons ago now, so Right. That's why I went backwards order. I knew it was gonna get I
0: literally don't even have a goddamn clue where to start in guessing an answer for this. What hopefully not true horrific event did we plan with Asia? Mm-hmm.
1: It was our April Fool's episode. Right. My straight agenda. Right.
0: Oh, wait, no. Oh, it's, hmm. Hmm. It was some, like, straight pride thing or another. Like a straight pride yes. parade. It's exactly that, yes. Ah, but that wound up coming to fruition at some point, didn't oh.
1: it? Oh, I hope that it- I, I, I knew it was talked about on the internet. I hope that it never actually came to be in- Yeah. In meat space. I was hoping that there was just a kerfuffle online that no one committed to.
0: I'm also- I don't remember how that turned out exactly, but I'm. I'm right. holding optimism in my heart. Are you ready for your final
1: question in this game of games? All right. From our first ten episodes. Yeah. What was the first ever My Gay Agenda game? See,
0: I fucking knew that it was good. (laughs) Okay, so I don't think I... This is
1: multiple choice if you need it to be, but if you don't need it to be...
0: I feel like the first game... Because I don't believe I made a game for your episode... Nope. So it would have had to been for my episode, because we were the first two. Mm-hmm. It had something to do with Disney characters, for sure. I remember that. Um, Was that talking about which Disney characters are gay or straight? Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, it was the first ever
1: round of All Your Faves Are Gay.
0: Oh my god! Which because has
1: become a staple.
0: It truly has. Oh my god, throwback! The
1: options were all staple games. I had all your faves are gay, pun-based trivia, right. new gay agenda items, and just playing a BuzzFeed quiz because I'm a hack.
0: <laughs> we haven't done BuzzFeed quizzes in a long time.
1: No, I did it like two or three times, and I'm like, wow, this is garbage. I can't keep <laughs> putting this uh up as my work. Fair enough. Oh That's, boy. I, mm. I took my responsibility a little more seriously. I say a little, <laughs>
0: as the as the show's gone on. You've been crushing it this whole time.
1: Uh, well, I would say there were uh, a couple buzzers in there, but you still handily won the game of games. Woo! Congrats!
0: Hooray! <laughs> Round I of applause. Did it? Yay! Oh man, a hundred fucking episodes, huh? Yeah. And four
1: years. Are we sure? I, I'm i not. I've explicitly not been sure this whole time. Fair enough.
0: I, maybe I've been casting wrong... doubt
1: since the first few seconds of recording.
0: <laughs> maybe you were the wrong person to ask. CJ,
1: this whole podcast is me taking what you say to be true.
0: <laughs> I'm like, all right, if CJ says so, that must be the case. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Jeez. Um, I, like... I literally cannot even believe, um, that, I-, I, don't know how time works, so I'm also like, how did we get to four years, and in those four years have made 100 episodes, like, that math does mm-hmm. not compute for me. Not and at all. And that also means that, like, give or take some, like, there are some where we've had multiple guests, some where we've, it's just been the two of us, but, like, give or take that means we've spoken to a hundred queer people about their experiences yeah yeah like 100 queer people have trusted us with their story with their vulnerability and honesty with their experience we've had we've had some repeat guests but they still count because like gosh they changed so much yeah they really did so yeah uh just thank you to all of the people who have been a guest on this show like I really can't describe how much of an honor it is that y'all like came onto our silly little show and essentially mm. bore your soul um most of the time bore your soul to absolute strangers. Yeah. Like that takes a lot of bravery and especially in like the climate that we're in in this country and countries that people have recorded from like That takes a lot of guts, and um, I really appreciate the folks who have uh, taken that risk um, in order to uh, make things better for other queer people. Um, So thank you for that, and thank you for being on the show, because our show literally runs on the guests, so um, I know it's like a hack thing to say, but it is quite literally impossible to do the show without every one of you. It's been a delight getting to know every single
1: person who has been on this show. Yeah. Um, and I'm also endlessly appreciative uh, to you, dear listener. Yeah. Whether or not you have been a guest, thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah. You know, thank you for listening. <laughs> Whether you're a queer person who just wants to hear what your friend has to say or somebody who's listening and, and saying, ah, oh, that sounds like what I'm going through. Or, um... You know a a cishet person who wants to understand the queer people in
0: their life a little bit better um i love you all thank you yeah with just so much love to everybody listening to this and to everybody who has made my gay agenda what it is today Mm. thank you thank you um anyway i guess you can find us on apple podcast spotify and (laughs) stitcher Oof, yeah, that feels like a weird, uh... <laughs> uh, that's, uh podcasting, uh, marketing sucks so bad. I I said podcasting was a mistake. Podcasting <laughs> as a medium was a mistake, and I'm so glad we're getting to that here at the end of our 100th episode in four-year yeah. anniversary. Um, I don't know, fucking tell your friends about the show, I appreciate it. <laughs> um, and like, I don't know, maybe they'll appreciate it uh podcasts are literally nothing without the people who listen to them so give it a listen um it's just yelling into the void otherwise yeah um and i don't usually wind up plugging this in episodes as of late but if listening to this episode has inspired you to tell your own queer story on the podcast uh we are at info at my podcast.com you could shoot us an email there or use the form on our website um Sorry if you submitted to us and we still haven't gotten back to you. Uh, we do want to, it's just we do get a good amount of requests and we're recording this bi-weekly and also both have full-time lives outside of the podcast, so... Regrettably. Yes. Um, For for the amount of time that podcasting is not our career that pays the bills, uh, of many other things in our lives have to take priority from time to time, but um thank you for your patience we will do our best to get to you um and finally uh oh you can find us on facebook instagram twitter um just look like uh, i think twitter and instagram are both at gay agenda cast and then facebook.com slash agenda but i don't know who's using facebook anymore um <laughs> and you can find us finally on patreon.com slash um much like rachel Corrupted Audio. Corrupted Audio Higgins, (laughs) Quentin J. Alexander, Jim Nolan, and Tiny Sneal. We have been, we've been this year putting out new exclusive content at least once a month, which has been just terrific. Um, And I I don't know, like, who knows this or not, because we only mentioned it a couple of times, but we have been for the past year or so, paying our guests a stipend for appearing on the show, which is not an industry standard at all. And uh, that has been specifically funded by uh, the income that we get from Patreon. Otherwise, we'd be paying that, like, 100% out of pocket, which would not be the most feasible thing for either of us to do financially. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you need any incentive to join the Patreon... Um every person who does contributes to queer folks being paid for the work that they do and the vulnerability that they provide to the show. so um that I feel like this is gonna be the most that I ever push joining the patreon, um, but you know, it's a hundred episodes and like consider it a birthday gift. Yeah, it's a little birthday gift to us and just our guests specifically. <laughs>
1: Alright, thank you so much for joining us 100 times. Uh, Until next time, put this in your gay agenda. Change the world. Love yourself. Find something to celebrate today. Throw on a party hat. Get one of those noisemakers. Have some cake. Whatever.
0: Yeah. Oh, and happy National Coming Out Day. Happy National Coming Out Day! Yeah, that's the whole reason that our anniversary is on this day because it's National Coming Out Day. So happy National Coming Out Day. Yeah, if you came out today, I'm so proud of you. If you're not ready yet, that is
1: okay. I I love you. You're gonna get to someday, I promise. As long as you want
0: to. If you don't want to, that's also fine. Yeah, you don't owe that shit to anybody. (laughs) Anyway, bye. Happy 100 and also 4. Mwah! bye. Bye! And that's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda.
1: That's our gay agenda. We just want to exist.